0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish.
1: So we're going to be moving on. And, uh, you know, Sandy mentioned the huge amount of uh, treatment that she has gone through and what we didn't spend a lot of time discussing. We did about her hair and and um, we we didn't go into a lot of the detail, but Sandy has had, um, she spoke about the swelling in her feet. She spoke about not being able to f- feel her feet. She spoke about, we didn't speak about her fingers as well, but these are, there are many, many effects of when you go through different types of treatment um, that you need certain rehabilitation. And so we, that's why I'm very excited to have our next guest um, join us because um, um, Gabriella Curie is an occupational therapist, and she's a Pori. And I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. P O R I. Oncology and breast cancer rehabilitation um, therapist as well. And that is really looking at rehabilitation after whatever oncology, what, what, whatever treatment it is that you you had to undergo, because it's such a huge part of of the healing process. So I do have Gabriella on the line. Gabriella, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have Hi, you on Nikki. the show. Thank You're you well. so much
0: for inviting me. Oh well thank you. How are you doing?
1: Oh very good. Thank you. Thank good. you. So good. first things first, is it Pori yes. or do you
0: say P-O-R-I? So it's, it is it's Pari. So it's a, an American association um, founded by an ex South African, funnily enough. Wow! wow. Um, so I did my my training with them in in twenty twenty, um, just focusing on on all general cancer rehabilitation and then specifically on on breast cancer.
1: Wow. Okay. So yeah. So let's look at let's look at the rehabilitation. Um, yes. And 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 I know that when we when we look at the physical and we look at the emotional. And within the physical, there's so much. But let's just but let's just look at that first. Do you do you, Gabriela, when you go and you see someone and they've gone through whatever treatment it is they've gone through, do you just deal with the physical impact that it's had or do you do you go to the
0: emotional side as well? Oh, definitely, Nikki. I mean it's a it's a holistic treatment, you know, in that we've got to look at the body as a whole, which is your psychosocial, we've got your emotional aspects, and then definitely your physical and often when the patients come to me i usually catch them just after chemotherapy before surgery or just after surgery and it's kind of a period where treatment uh, takes a dip you know they're in a bit of a pause or a bit of a break and that's when they have time to actually process the diagnosis mm. um, and that's where we see a lot of a lot of anxiety a lot of you know, feeling upset, feeling angry, that's when they process the emotions. So we definitely can't ignore the psychosocial and the emotional aspect to having cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You Uh know, there are secondary conditions like um, lymphedema, which currently our statistic is sitting that 5 to 25% of breast cancer patients worldwide are at risk for developing lymphedema. Um, and if patients are, aren't aware of it or, if, you know, if they don't have intervention, then it can become a secondary uh, lifelong chronic illness. And that's another whole emotion to deal with. Sure. Okay, let's yeah. let's break that down. Let's break sure, it down. Here, sure, Kayla. sorry, so, Nikki. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm uh, jumping uh,
1: ahead. I, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's so important because we really do spend a lot of time talking about different treatments um, yeah. and we hear people's stories. And we don't always focus on, Um, the rehabilitation after the treatment like how how do you how do you get back to what I don't know what normal is but how how do you how do you recover so let's first start off with the let's start off from the the psychosocial and the emotional aspect of that Um, you know I don't know how much of Sandy's um, interview you heard and she talks about you know her life and having to deal with with her mortality and having to yeah. question and think about all these things. And this is, you know, all the treatment that she's gone through. And as you said, so there's this period, there's this waiting period. And then in the middle of next month, she's going to be going for the PET scan. I yes. mean, how do you, what, what what would you say, Gabriella? And I know that we're looking at, you know, all the therapies, but would you say that, do you encourage people to talk about it? Do you encourage people to join um support groups? Do you, uh, what, what do you say?
0: you know what's the so go-to? it's completely dependent I mean obviously each patient is different and some are fortunate in that they've got the support structure in a home environment um, others in friends others may have family members that have gone through a similar experience but we definitely netly encourage um, speaking out about it going to seek professional help like counseling or psychology intervention support groups are amazing because you know you're not only being told what you're going through is okay you're also being told that it's normal And you're identifying with other people through your process. And and even in that, that's extremely healing to know that you're not alone, to know that someone else is going through something similar. It's, It's a massive part of the healing for our patients. Yeah. Thank you, Gabrielle. We're going
1: to take a quick break. Um, and sure. after the break, let's let's talk about what you started to talk about, which is this lymphedema, which can happen after breast cancer. And that if it does, um, then it's a whole different challenge in another direction. So let's take a quick break and perhaps we can touch on that.
0: IFM 101.9 megahertz of life.
1: And thank you for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show. I have Gabriela Curie on the show today. Gabriela is a qualified occupational therapist. She further trained and qualified as a PORI oncology and breast cancer rehabilitation therapist. She's currently qualifying in lymphedema assessment and treatment. So when I looked at the PORI, um, Gabriella, and I was talking about um, giving people an understanding, because we have all of these different systems um, and the, the impact that cancer and cancer treatment can have on like the dermal and the myofascial and the skeletal and the lymphatic and neural and gastrointestinal Urogenital, oh, pulmonary, yeah. cardiovascular, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so, if we go specifically to the lymphedema, if we're looking specifically at the breast cancer and we're looking at treatment, are you talking about treatment after surgery, for example? Are you talking about treatment after radiotherapy? Are you talking about treatment after chemotherapy? Is it all those treatments and then you have a particular rehabilitation?
0: That's it, Nikki. So in an ideal world, in an ideal setting, patients would come for a rehabilitation consult at diagnosis. And we call that prehab. So it's before there's been any intervention. It's before there's been any medication. And it's basically just an educational uh, session that we have with the patients. Because we have a bit more time than the doctors, we can unpack the treatment that they are uh, being prescribed. We can unpack certain side effects. We can prepare patients, but we can also prevent. Um, so we can get patients starting on an exercise regime before they start chemotherapy. We can educate them on um, you know, what's actually doable, what's achievable, what's safe to do while you're on these intense um, chemical drugs. And then you know, treat the patients accordingly through the side effects that come up from chemo. Prepare them for surgery if that's the type of treatment plan they're having. And then your treatment goals kind of from surgery, then look more at your range of motion, um, your muscle strengthening. We look more at the things like lymphedema because that's when your lymph nodes have uh, been removed. And that's when um, patients are at the highest risk. And then again, throughout radiation, um, that risk returns having the uh, compression, and, uh, not compression, sorry, I've gone blank on the word, but um yeah. <laughs> when your muscles get tight, and you. Stiff, <laughs> you know <laughs> I've gone blank. but when your muscles become um, quite tight and quite stiff, then they, yeah. they can um, you know block that lymphatic drainage as well. And then it's about quality of life. you know, the biggest kind of group where or which would benefit the, the most from oncology rehab is our survivorship group. There's many patients who say that during treatment, you know, they're on the go, they've got a plan, they know when they're seeing their doctors, they know what's happening. And then you kind of get sent out into the world as, okay, this is your new normal, mm. um, you know, and it's it's almost like that's when the wheels come off because you, you're just supposed to kind of get back into an everyday lifestyle or everyday normal lifestyle, but you're dealing with the anxiety of recurrence. Um, You're maybe not moving as well as you were before because of surgery, you may be dealing with a secondary consequence like lymphedema, or like the neuropathy with with the numbness and pins and needles in the hands and feet. And there's no kind of guided assistance in this area. Yeah, you kind of left your own devices. That's it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, so Gabriella, let's look at diet as well. And I'm, I'm still going to come back to the lymphedema because it's very important that we unpack that. Sure. But I, I'm just thinking about, um, and I don't know all the details, but I do know, and you've mentioned um, mm. uh, some of the effects of the, you know, chemical treatment. People talking about having brittle nails, very this dryness, um, right. aching body, the tingling, the numbness Mm. now what kind of rehabilitation helps with that is it the is it is diet in other words is diet does diet play an important role in the rehabilitation
0: definitely nikki and i think in in all circumstances and in all areas of life diet is is key you know in that old old saying you are what you eat yeah and what we put in is is what we get out and if you are eating high fatty foods, processed foods, junk foods, your body's not going to be a happy body. Um, linked to that, I know there is a common common saying that, you know, when people are diagnosed with cancer, the first thing someone will say is, please don't eat any sugar.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, the cancer feeds off the sugar. That's a cancer myth. Um. So yes, you should be eating, you should be eating healthily, but whatever you put in your body is, is kind of being broken down and going through the digestion. But Patients will say to me, you know, I've cut sugar out of, out of my diet completely. And I'll say to them, but if you're having, you know, one teaspoon of sugar in your tea a day, that's okay.
1: You've mm. got to live.
0: You've got to have a quality of life that, that you appreciate. I'm not mm. telling patients to go and eat mass amounts of sugar and chocolates now. Definitely not. You know, like I said, that's really not good for anyone at any stage of life um, mm. with or without a cancer diagnosis. But diet definitely does play a role. You know, when patients are feeling quite low and quite fatigued after chemotherapy, we often tell them to, you know, seek a consultation with a dietitian, um, so that they can tell them what what foods are quite high in energy, what's going to benefit them, what's going to help them with other side effects like nausea, um, foods that may be triggering uh, reflux, acid reflux. It's quite a common side effect that patients get on the chemo. Oh, um, and right. then also, you know, the tummy issues, there's constipation and there's a, a lot of diarrhea and, and diet definitely plays a role in that.
1: Sure. And and Gabriela said now thank you. So let's talk about the oh. lymphedema. So what 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 is lymphedema? And if it's not if it's not addressed, if you aren't aware of it and you don't go for the necessary rehabilitation, what could happen?
0: So let me start with, with what lymphedema is, Nikki. So it's uncontrolled swelling. in in often a a unilateral limb. So depending on where there's been surgery or injury, there's two types of lymphedema. So there is a primary lymphedema, which is a genetic condition that people are born with. Mm -hmm. And then there's secondary, um, which is comes about due to removal of lymph nodes, trauma to lymph nodes, um, various different reasons, sometimes burns. But obviously in this case, dealing or talking specifically about cancer, if there's a cancer blockage, so if the tumor has now spread to the nodes and the nodes are metastatic, or if there have been nodes removed in surgery and nodal dissection, then that can trigger lymphedema. So like I said, it's, it's uncontrollable swelling in a, in a unilateral limb, and I'll refer mostly to breast cancer. Um, moving forward. What happens when they remove a tumor during the surgery? They'll take something called the sentinel lymph node, which is the node that is closest to the tumor and the tumor bed. Depending on that and depending on the pathology of the cancer, they might start to go into the axilla, so under the arm, and remove more lymph nodes. Now, where I work at the Breast Care Centre of Excellence, our doctors are absolutely amazing and they are uh, node sparing. They're quite conservative. Mm -hmm. So I've never seen more than five nodes been taken out at a time. Previously, however, surgeons would go in and take the whole bundle of nodes. Um, Now your lymphatic system runs all over your body. You've got vessels running through all your limbs. You've got nodes behind your knees, in your groin, um, along your sternum, under your arm and your elbow. And they basically filtrate 100% of your circulation. So everything in the body circulates through the lymphatic system. Uh, Your lymphatic system produces your immunity cells, like your T and B cells. And then again, secondary function is filtration. Now, you can imagine if you've removed a bunch of nodes or you've removed any nodes, it can cause a a block or a gap, essentially, in that system. And instead of the the fluid and circulation in the body filtering through, it then starts to seep into the tissue. So that's what patients notice as the lymphedema. If it is caught in a stage 0 or a stage 1, we can reduce that limb, get it to a point of basically within normal range and measurements of the unaffected limb. And the patient then has to be in compression for the rest of their life. But we, we work it out to a system. So just depending on, we kind of get them to the point where they can wear compression as less as possible to, to avoid the swelling from coming back. But unfortunately, and especially in our government setting, there's not a lot of education about lymphedema. So when we get our cases, it's often a stage two or a stage three, and then that can become quite life-threatening. Because patients are susceptible to things like cellulitis, like bacterial infections in the skin, um, and then it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot more difficult to treat and reduce that limb volume um, wow. than it is to catch it in an early stage. Wow, Gabriela, thank you. We just mm.
1: we're going to take a break. Um, and Surely, I mean, either. I know that we're talking about breast cancer, but we're talking—you've said conservatively removing nodes, which is what That's you it. do. But but nodes can be removed from lots of different places, and so just extent you know, and yeah. procedures. Yes. Yeah. So this lymphedema could really. So so what you're really seeing is swelling in your limbs. That's that's how you would know that there would be a problem coming up. Let, let's a, take a break. Let's take a quick yeah. break. Sorry, Gabriela. We'll be no, no. right back. Thank sure you so much.
0: IFM FM one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life.
1: Thank you for tuning into the DL Link Show. Having such an interesting discussion with Gabriela Curie, who is a qualified occupational therapist, and she's also a qualified pulmonary oncology and breast cancer rehab therapist. We're talking about all areas really of uh, rehabilitation after oncology treatment, um, and we've been focusing on lymphedema. Um, and we don't have much time left, unfortunately, Gabriella. But um, certainly, lymphedema. Um, you know, you've spoken talking about stage one, two, and three, um, that it could lead to all sorts of things if if it's not attended to. Um, just very quickly before we do say goodbye, I was talking about before the break, swelling of the limbs. I mean, what what would one look out for? Um, sure, Nikki, if, you know, so if you could I can just I can break that quickly. down.
0: Sure, I can break it down to four kind of simple warning signs that I I, I give my patients in our session. So same number same one, the limb, the limb will feel very heavy. So yeah. in lifting the leg or the arm, it's almost like you're fighting against gravity and any movement is very effortful. Yeah. There'll be a burning sensation and a burning pain at the site of the node removal. And that's where you'll start to feel the skin kind of getting quite hard, quite dense. It's thirdly, the the you'll see the visual swelling. So um, you might notice that pants are fitting a bit tightly on one leg as opposed to the other jewelry may not be fitting as well as what it used to clothing. And that's kind of your warning sign. And then lastly, and this is particularly to our breast cancer patients, they'll experience something called cording. Um, And the medical term for that is axillary web syndrome. And it almost looks like guitar strings um, starting from the axilla from the underarm running down their arms. Mm. So if patients have any of, of those symptoms, they're in a, a stage 0 possibly a stage 1 lymphedema and they need to seek intervention asap
1: okay okay and with the with the the right kind of treatment it it can be managed
0: yes definitely yeah. so yeah, like yeah. anything if it's caught early prevention is better than cure Okay, fantastic, Gabriela. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining
1: us today. Thank you for talking about, you know, this um, oncology rehabilitation so so very important, and also highlighting um, what could be the dangers around lymphedema, and really just making uh, people aware of of those. So welcome, um, Nikki. So we appreciate it, Gabriela. Oh, thank you and do take care and i hope we'll see you, too, to love soon. you thanks nikki thank you bye-bye Bye. gabriella kuri occupational therapist and also pori which is the oncology and breast cancer rehab therapist